We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, so I want to talk about just one thing, get it out of the way. Wow. I'm not suggesting I'll say for those who aren't watching and listening, I want to preface this because I, wow. I, I want to preface this because I think it's very important. Uh, all these trades that you're about to see, I didn't include draft pick because I wanted to talk to you about them first. Okay. And it's also hard to pinpoint. So right now what I have on my screen at this moment is the Knicks trading Rose and quickly and we'll talk about draft comp for OG Ananobi. I've talked about Ananobi before. I don't think, first and foremost, that this is going to happen, especially mid-season. But I, I just I want to talk about the Raptors because I've I've like been saying offline for the last few weeks. I feel like they're going to blow it up at some point. Zach, I feel like friend of the pods. Zach yes. Lowe keeps dropping hints. And I, I haven't even been listening to Zach saying it. And it's just like it he dropped several hits over the last like and few I, weeks. And I think that's why originally when we were doing our bold predictions with uh, Alex and Gavin, where it's like this team is so much closer to a rebuild than they are to contention. And their players are going to cost a lot of money. And I'm really curious because this is the type of situation in which it's like if, if I were to move Emmanuel quickly, it's because I want the Knicks to get like actively better and not just, Hey, we'll trade quickly for a first, you know, that's the sort of thing. Um, and pick wise, you know, it's the idea of like, is it the Mavs pick and a bucks pick? Cause if it's a year and a half of his contract, I'm thinking like Jeremy Grant type con- type deal, mm-hmm. right? Where like Jeremy Grant had the rare situation where he was traded into a player exception. He, there was a first round pick. It was that same Milwaukee pick going to Detroit. They also had a couple seconds go to them. And uh, there was a pick swap of 36 for 46. So chew on that for a second, because I'm going to show OG, something in a moment. But OG is a better player than Jeremy Grant. And, and I say that. Well, let me rephrase that. Going into this season, there was a very clear perception that OG was a better player than Jeremy Grant. This season, Jeremy Grant's played out of his mind. He's hitting like, I don't know if he's, I, last I checked, he was still hitting like close to 50% of his threes. So maybe that has changed the calculus a little bit. Um, but I think OG is a guy who there has consistently been a lot of intrigue about 
around the league. And like, he's going to get a lot of money and, and his next contract is almost certainly going to be an overpay. Would you agree with that? I think it'll be an overpay for a team that's like, that has cap space and is paying him. You know what I mean? Like if you're over the cap and you're paying him, it's probably, it's better. It's palatable. Yeah. If you're but like, yes, if, yes, yes, yes. It's not, it may not matter for the team that is overpaying him. Like it might be a Tobias Harris situation, although that contract has actually turned around mm-hmm. and, and kind of, you know, bitten Philly in the ass, but like that sort of a situation where it's going to clearly be a lot of money for what he is. The interesting thing about OG Ananobi is, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to do a very, very, very quick scroll down the standings and trying to ask myself, who is the team now to try to make the big play for him that has the assets to make the big play for him? And like, you could tell me there's like some bad teams that are maybe willing to do that. Like, I don't know, does Orlando want to like trade? You know what, like the Bulls pick, or what? You know, what are their own right. picks? One of the Bulls, something like that. Like I, those are like the unknowns. But just like looking up and down, at the, you know, the Grizzlies came up as a as a you know, but they both kind of uh, again on Zach's recent pod. They, I think they both kind of him and Vernon were talking about it. Verno's a, a Memphis guy. I think they both kind of kind of brushed that off as as not realistic. I there isn't I a. What? Sorry. No, I would say I would say the Mavs, but the thing is, if if the Raptors in this case are trading off a lot of their pieces, I could see the Mavs instead going after someone like Siakam, like wow. that type of move. You know, just like they'd want something larger when their pick conveys, and they have access to all of their I, first round picks, and they can do what they need to. I, I guess I just I, I I'm. Hmm. It's there aren't a lot tough. of options. Yeah, it, it, there are in, and it's just tough because you talk about the value of this player and baked into that value is whoever is trading for him knows that they are going to have to give him a gargantuan sum of money. And also, by the way, they're going to at least need to play, like do the dance in an unrestricted free agency, which you never know how the hell that's going to go. So like, <clears throat> so it really is an interesting situation. Like, and, and it would not shock me if, his name is at least bandied about between now and the deadline. I don't think if it's a, if it's a package centered around quickly and like expiring money and rose, I, I, I think Masai would do it for a Knicks pick happily. I mean, you could just say the better of the two, honestly, of, you know, this uh, year, 2025 and then, yeah. Does that get it done? And then there's the, yeah, last ahead. last thought is I I wondered if it's if it's a thing that's more likely to happen in the summer. There is a there is a player on this roster who has some modicum of connection to the, the country of Canada. It's very true. Money gets a little bit trickier, but um, not in the summer. In the summer, it's it. it well, no, I, then he it's makes still too matching. Much. Yeah. It's still don't right. Yeah, but you can find a way around it. You that, can find a way. Yeah, for example. But um, here's why I don't think and again as someone who has talked about Ananobi as someone who is who wants him on the team here's why I don't think it makes a ton of sense follow the money let's say you move quickly and Rose is out of the picture and we're now looking at that 2024 offseason okay. so what you have um graphics decided to get all screwed up but the numbers are the same so it's great you have a 19 million dollar player option really 20 million dollar player option that 
um, OJ Ananobi has, and he's going to opt out of that. Yes. Which means that his cap hold is going to be $27.9 million, $30 million or $28 million in this case. Yes. You've basically squeezed up all of your asset, like all of your cap space in that sense. Right. Because oh yeah, that's your, it's like, that's your like, thing. Right. And so it's basically like, why did you move? It, it, there are two disparate thoughts going on here, right? On one hand, the Knicks are moving Emmanuel quickly, and we're talking about well, the reason they're probably moving him is because they don't want to pay him, and the reason they don't want to pay him is in our, and what we're hypothesizing because of that summer, right? That 2024 summer, that's the reason why if they want to move him, they're doing it. You get OG Ananobi in here, and the problem is that his cap hold is taking up all the cap space. So theoretically, you don't have to trade Emmanuel quickly for cap reasons because you're already nuking your cap space situation by bringing Ananobi on board. Yeah, but then but then you are a but then you have Randall's salary and if if you don't send Barrett out in an, in an Ananobi deal, Barrett's salary as well to then package with all of your remaining picks that you don't send out in the Ananobi deal to then get your then it then it's really interesting because then you're just trading for the one star because you feel pretty confident that if you bring the right guy to a team with Ananobi uh, Brunson and maybe one of Barrett or Randall, if one of them is still here, like that's a team that could do some damage. I agree. And that's that then shifts over to why they could do it. Where if the hypothesis of like, well, the Knicks don't want to pay quickly and they want 2024 cap space, if that's all moot and you go to this one, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You then you're over the cap. That's fine. You're then trying to trade for that other star. And what you're saying with Ananobi, and I, I don't disagree with the whole like, well, what's the finances? He's going to get overpaid. Potentially, yeah. Um, and there's also the risk that he could walk, which, you know, not great to hold the Knicks hostage. It's not really where they tend to like to operate. However, with that cap spike happening a year later, the Knicks could theoretically pay him a lot of money. And then as the cap keeps going up, it feels a lot less, relatively speaking. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> oh, geez, with clutch, he has the same agent as Cam Reddish. So that was something I had thought of as well, but didn't and mention. Young. <laughs> yes. And, but the reason I didn't mention is because the Knicks, the way that they've been treating, you know, ham in this sense, I just don't, don't necessarily see it. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. So, so that was that, uh, again, I don't think it'll necessarily happen with OG, but like, wouldn't be shocked at the I, same it's, time. It's a, it would be it's a clunky a, fit. You, t- you have some meetings about that dude. That that's a guy. Yeah. I like him. Uh, yep. Okay. What, what else is, what else we have here? So next uh, let's stick with cam. I'm done with sure. IQ trades and Rose. If it happens with Rose, it happens. There's no need to move Derek Rose. Cool. So if the Lakers are interested, yeah, they could just do a one for one swap of Kendrick Nunn and cam Reddish. I'm sure the Knicks would ask for a second round pick back. It, and it we doesn't sound say, like, yeah, you want you go ahead. Well, we should say the Lakers own Chicago's 2023 second round pick. Do the Knicks want a second round pick in this upcoming draft? They don't have one currently. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. And they have their own second round pick. And depending on how the Lakers do. The Lakers have their own second round pick. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's something to, to kind of consider. Um you want to trade Evan Fournier for Patrick Beverly? Well, I, I, I have this in my newsletter tomorrow. You, it's it's the money works. Well, not one for one. Sure, Patrick it does. Beverly. Pat's no. thirteen, Evan's eighteen. It's within it's, five. 
I know, but it's because the Lakers are a tax team for whatever reason that it says it doesn't. Oh, they're a tax team. I agree, though, because you'd think, all right, well, it's 13 million, 18 million. It's when the $5 million range, which is why when I saw this, that it, it, the deal failed, I was surprised. But um, I forgot the Lakers. Are, so they, then you then you throw in uh, what Damian Jones makes it work or Tro- hypothetically oh, yeah. Troy Brown Jr. in this case. And then it works. Well, Troy Brown Jr. is actually big, playing minutes. For he them. Is. I, I, it whatever. was more salary than anything. He is playing well. That's the thing. The Lakers have some guys they could mix and match who are out of the rotation. Troy Brown Jr. has been doing a nice job more just like was the salary I happened to throw in here. But That's yeah, it, this again goes to the whole salary thing. Do they want Patrick Beverly? They're right now trading someone who's out of the rotation for someone who would have to be in the rotation. There's not really room for Patrick Beverly in the rotation. I don't know if Tibbs is... Do you take Tibbs at his word when he says he wants a nine-man rotation? I think he does. Okay. I think... Show me, don't tell me. I think he's shown you over the course of his career he likes a nine-man rotation. He's been angling to get a nine-man rotation with this team. And I think there's an... I think there's an argument that the reason he stuck with the 10 man rotation throughout his entire first season here. And then most of the second season is because he felt like he just needed to play certain guys. Um, right. And now that his, his seat got a little warm. He's like, fuck this. I'm doing what I want to do. Um, I don't think Patrick Beverly would play here. Uh, no, I, I really don't. And now the Knicks could theoretically do exactly what the Timberwolves did, which is, sign him to a one-year extension or one-year contract. I just don't think that they will. Don't see it. In this case. Um, and do the, Lakers, by the way, do the Lakers want to jeopardize their caps? They are a team that could potentially want cap space this summer. They could. I want to talk about that though, because it's, okay. I've got a theory and I'm curious if the Lakers actually care about it or not. Okay. So, uh, you know, Lakers and Pistons deal, right? Get the Pistons as a third team. You get Alec Burks and no one's well back to New York, baby. And Boyan Bogdanovich, where there were two, not one, but two reports about the Lakers' interest in Bogdanovich today. Uh, and then Beverly and Fournier and none go to the Pistons. Well, can't happen. The Knicks cannot acquire Alec Burks or New Orleans Noel this season. That's which, a shame. Yeah, it's real. At least for Alec Burks, it's a legitimate shame because he could help them. Uh, he could, but there's not really a role for him right now. You know what? I was the biggest Alec Burks fan around. I don't need any more Alec Burks in my life as exactly. a fan. And in this case, you know, the, the Pistons would presumably be getting a first round pick, um, whatever else might be going on, but it doesn't matter because this is not going to work. Um, but one that, do, that could work. So it's Beverly and Nunn going to the Knicks, Bogdanovich going to the Lakers, Fournier and Cam Reddish going to the Pistons. I Again, who knows what's going to happen, but it seems like the Lakers are certainly interested in Cam, but there was a report back at the draft that Cam Reddish's name had come up. That's what Ian Bagley said, whether or not there was interest. With the Pistons? With the Pistons. He, you know, Knicks and the Pistons have done work together. Cam is a buy-low option for them, whatever it might be, but I don't necessarily see it. I mean, you know, they... Took a flyer on Kevin Knox. Uh, hasn't really done much for them yet. Like news came out today, as expected for a while. Cade's going to be out for the year. She's having surgery. So if there is, you know, I mean, talk about a team that is one thousand percent going to tankity tank tank this thing away. Um, yeah, give Cam Reddish thirty minutes a night. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
certainly an option. Uh, it's just a matter of do they want to pay Evan Fournier next year and pay Cam Reddish? Because if they're trading for him, then theoretically they want to keep him like what they did with Bagley. It's actually another a reason why Cam could potentially go there. If they did the Bagley move of let's just take the upside and move on. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe it is an option. I'll take it back. Maybe. And we're, and we're glossing over all of the, the nitty gritty with all of these, which is the picks. And it's like, I don't think any of these trades with the exception of this one that we're looking at now with Bogdanovich going to the Lakers, there's no first round picks changing hands with any of these here. The, the Pistons would, they would want the first from the Lakers and they could quibble about, you know, protections, but right. And in this case, the Knicks are getting $18.2 million in expiring money, which again, don't think that's really of interest to them. I I don't think so either. Um, Next, another one with the Lakers and Pistons and it works, but similar situations, Rodney Magruder and Kendrick Nunn to the Knicks. It's Bogdanovich to the Lakers and it's Beverly and Reddish to the Pistons. I think this has a lot more legs for the Lakers and the Pistons than it does for the Knicks. Again, the Lakers would be sending a first round pick here to the Pistons. I would imagine even in the last one and this one, the Knicks would like at least one to two second round picks. Um, you know, pick your team in this case, but I still don't see it being a factor for the Knicks. I, in all of these trades, you're, you're figuring the Knicks end up with like, again, a Lakers second round of the pick, whether it's theirs or the bulls pick. And I, I, I on one hand, I'm like, is that what they're going to trade cam reddish for? And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, he's not in the rotation. His value can't go up. Um, what are they waiting for? You know, like just get what you can, where you can get it. Uh, although I guess at that point, what's the rush? Maybe you could wait until close to the deadline. You never know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't really feel very strongly one way or the other. Agreed. Um, the other thing I'll say before I go to the next one is the Pistons have their second round pick this year, which will be between 31 and 33. Fair to say. It will be very good. Um, the Lakers have the Bulls second round pick and their own. Curious if there's a way in this move where the Knicks try to get, you know, the the better of the two or the one or like the Bulls pick in this case or like, or is it the Bulls pick and the Lakers pick? I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And it, they're going to want some sort of draft comp, but I don't know if they're going to want two second round picks in this year's draft. I, I could see them valuing a high second round pick in this draft. Um, maybe as a way to grease the skids to move up a spot or two spots or something, you know, in the trade. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. So those Lakers and the Pistons, let's look at the Lakers and the Hornets. So yeah. here we have comes Ev- back to the Hornets. Evan Fournier going to Charlotte along with Kendrick Nunn. The Lakers end up with Ryan Archidiakono, who I think actually, I correct my answer from earlier in the podcast. I think Ryan Archidiakono is untouchable. Um, and uh, the Lakers also end up with Cam Reddish and the Knicks. Oh my goodness gracious. The Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers end up with Gordon Hayward and, and Jalen McDaniels. Would this be a Jeremy Cohen cap or no cap without me trying to finagle away to get Gordon Jim Hayward Gordon to the Knicks for this. cap reasons? Oh my not. God. <sighs> it wouldn't. This bit won't die. And it's not even that I want it to live. It just, it just won't die. It's just, just won't. Um, so here's the thing. 
I don't see the Knicks trying to take on McDaniels because of the fact that he has to get paid and he'll make a decent amount of money. And so it's like, if you're moving quickly because of the reason, if that is correct, where the Knicks want to move him and they don't want to pay him similar with McDaniels, where I feel like they would want to then try to flip him on his own. Um, the what there was a point made where I think it was in the post game where someone asked or something was said where it was like, maybe the Knicks aren't making a trade because they're waiting for someone yes. whose restriction is lifted on December 15th. Yep. Maybe. Maybe it's also because Svi and Ryan cannot be traded until December 16th or December 17th. Well, that's math needs to work and you can't get the math to work in this deal unless you include a minimum player. Because if you try it out on your own at home, folks, just sending Cam and Fournier out and getting Hayward and whatever back, because you need to move roster spots too. You're like $31,000 short. I got to tell you. Yes. If the Knicks end up with Gordon Hayward after all of the times that we've done slideshows and podcasts about getting this player to New York, who I don't, I, I just to be very clear, I don't want Gordon Hayward. I don't really want him either. I don't think he's going to play basketball this year. Um, and I do think there is something to be said for like the uncertainty of acquiring a player who has a 31.5 million, is he 31.5 next year? Yeah. Um, whatever. It's more than $30 million attached to his name, fully guaranteed money where you don't know, is he like, what, what is Gordon Hayward going? Like it's, it's just really tough to move forward where you have a, like a, a, a essentially a quarter of your cap more, not quite, but close to a quarter of your cap where you're just like, I don't know what I'm getting from that next year. And I don't know that any team would willingly take that on for as much as like, it's only it's, it's expiring after next year. So it's like, is it that onerous? But like, I, I'd be shocked, shocked if the Knicks or quite frankly, any team took that money on. Let me ask you, it's like, all right, the Knicks don't need cap space in this scenario that we've drawn out and they're looking to get out of a contract in 2024 and they've already got $18 million and Evan Fournier sitting on the bench and they have 13 or so million dollars and Derek Rose sitting on the bench. So that's already $31 million I, of, I, a pl- I, of players who aren't seeing time. I get that. But what's their incentive here to do this? You, I, I, they're not doing this for anything less than a first. And who's giving them the first? So, so we'll get, again, this, let's just look at this trade first. And it okay. doesn't work, right? Uh, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it works. All right. Uh, Here's one that I think is more interesting, right? Well, actually, it's it's similar. It's again, it's now Gordon Hayward and Jalen McDaniels. You got Svi and Cam going to LA, okay, and then it's Patrick Beverly and Evan Fournier going to the Hornets. Okay. Again, I don't think McDaniels works here. I just I just don't think the Knicks want to go through the process of paying him. But I don't I don't see it. But John, there's one really important factor. I can't wait for this. What? Three words. Follow the money. Follow the money. What do you see when you look at this? Something stand out that was different from all the other things that we've done before? Um, hmm. I must be missing it. Okay. What is it? It's the Lakers save $7 million on this deal. Why is that relevant? It's relevant because... The Lakers have been in the tax for the last two years. Oh, uh, repeater. They are in the tax this year. 
If they go on the tax next year, then they get hit with really harsh penalties. And so, which their coaches spoke about, by the way. Right, right. So, my theory, we'll see if it comes true or not. It's not that the Hornets, or the Hornets, excuse me, it's not that the Lakers want to have cap space. I think they're saying they're willing to have cap space as like a negotiation ploy. Well, that's interesting. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to duck the luxury tax. And here's the thing, because I plotted it out. If you do this type of move, where they save the Lakers save seven million dollars on this, they're already eighteen and a half right now over the luxury tax. They save seven million dollars. Their luxury tax bill is eleven and a half. They move Kendrick Nunn, and it's six and a half. And then all they need to do is move Russ for someone like, like I think there's even like there's a Pistons trade out there. Uh, I don't. That you're you 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 had me until Russ. I, at this point, I think that ship has sailed. I don't think they're moving Russ. But here's but here's the difference. Russ is not continuous soup. They need to turn no, Russ into not. continuous. Soup. He's a good player. He's been killing it off the bench. It's nice to see. But it's the sort of thing where if the finances are really that practical, and if like if you keep trimming the payroll, you can dip below the luxury tax, yeah. and then you go back up next year, and you avoid it. I, I get it. I don't see. So you're you're angling towards the Lakers are the ones giving up the first tier. What I'm suggesting is that in this situation, the Lakers send to the Hornets, you know, two to three seconds, second round picks. Okay. The Knicks could send a second and the Hornets send the Denver first. And basically the way it works is that the angle the Lakers give to the Hornets is like, we're basically giving you... I mean, it depends on the bulls and how they do, but like we're giving you a collection of second round picks that are probably going to be decent. And you're dealing with your whole salary issue that you have to fix. Anyway, you save $13 million that are 13 and a half million dollars that you would have paid with Gordon Hayward sitting on the bench, unhappy in his role doing that. And the Knicks contribute what they need to do. They're taking on more money this year. They're taking on a long-term commitment next year. That's greater than they would have before. And that's how they're trying to work to get that asset. Like that is, that is the play that you try to make and if your whole thing is we want to attach Cam Reddish to Evan Fournier to get a worse contract with a sweetener attached. And what I take from this is the amount of gymnastics that we have to get to the point where the Knicks are getting a real thing for Cam Reddish attached to Evan Fournier. And I do admire the creativity truly. And it does make sense logically if you really play it out. Um, it leads me to believe that perhaps it is going to be more difficult to trade these players in a trade that makes sense for all parties involved than we might think it is. Yeah. Listen again, I'm not saying this will happen. I'm just presenting scenarios based just on, I know, the Lakers, I know the Lakers want to save money. It seems like the Hornets are in a situation where they want to get out from Gordon Hayward's contract to the extent where they give up a first. No, but if they're no. getting, at, if they're getting something back of value, maybe hell, maybe it's like, well, it probably isn't a distant Knicks pick. Like, is it the Bucks pick and the Knicks are trading the Hornets They're acquiring the, the, the Nuggets pick from the Hornets? I don't know. But I just think there's there's a framework here that can at least work. I'm not saying it will, saying that it could. Brings you to, all right, instead of McDaniels, because he's he's valuable to them, you get a bench player like Thor, JT Thor. It makes the money work. You get all that. So um, that's I, that. I love it. No, I love it. it it's... um. It's, it's again, the creativity is always off the charts. And again, it's, it's rooted in like, it's rooted in truth as opposed That's, to. If it doesn't happen, I can live with it because there's so many different possibilities, but at least I can go to bed 
knowing that I at least acted within some sort of realm of possibility with wants and needs with these teams. And I'm fine with that. Final prediction before we give out uh, a brief game ball section and and give out some detentions, although I don't know if we're actually going to be giving out any detentions this this week. And of course, do our predictions. How can we forget about that? Um, If you had to bet on one of the following three options, which would you bet on? Um, Cam Reddish is a Nick after the trade deadline. Cam Reddish is a Laker after the trade deadline or Cam Reddish is a on a different team other than the Lakers and Knicks after the trade deadline, even uh, same, same odds for all of them. What are you betting on? Still going to say the Lakers. I, I am too. And here, but here's the interesting thing. If he goes to the Lakers, there's no reason for them to try to get cap space, right? Because of his cap hold, because of his next contract, even if he signs for $8 million a year, that's 8 million less than they would have to spend, which is why I think if they go after cam, they want to go over the cap. They don't want to, go under the cap. And I think that has tax implications. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not, that's not crazy at all. Um, but I, what do you, you I, yeah, Lakers? I, I think he's going to be on the Lakers. Um, okay. Well, that was good. Um, it, it's good. Listen, this is, this is the peak inside, right? Of like all of the things that these fraud officers are dealing with. Cause it's like, it's, it seems so easy to make these fake trades. It's not easy. There's always considerations, and yes, the the uh, the tax thing with not the Beverly for forty not working that caught me off guard. So good job by you. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. What's up, Knicks fans? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep cook and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef crafted dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle plus with 34 meals per week including gourmet plus keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more than 36 weekly add-ons you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from my holidays are jam-packed luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when i'm on the go Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal gourmet plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easy when things get hectic during the holidays factor is flexible change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime even better factors no prep no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so i can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen not only does factor offer fast simple solutions when i get too busy to cook they also help me stay on top of my goals with offerings like protein plus and keto i can stay on track this is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays Knicks fans factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they have cold pressed juices smoothies energy bites extra protein veggie sides and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times don't hesitate head to go.factor75.com slash film 
FILMSCHOOL60 and use promo code FILMSCHOOL60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code FILMSCHOOL60 at go.factor75.com slash FILMSCHOOL60 to get 60% off your first box. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Want to let you in on a little secret. Just because I live in the Big Apple doesn't mean I don't love following all the different NBA storylines. Can the Warriors win another one? Who's the MVP frontrunner? What's Frank Nilakina up to? Following these storylines and watching out-of-market games used to be a big pain because they don't always show the games I want in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pats, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to check change your location to a different country. Sign up and use NBA League Pass and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. And even when I'm not watching hoops, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available on other countries' libraries. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Don't hesitate. Use this special link today and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash filmschool. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-VPN.com slash filmschool for three months free. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Game balls. Who gets to give out the first game ball, Jeremy? It would be you, John. It would be, it would be me. Um, okay, so I, as Andrew always likes us to do, I'm going to read off our list of candidates. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson, and Tom Thibodeau. It would be so, so, so leaning into the bit for me to choose Tom Thibodeau over Julius Randle. Um, team was three and zero this week. Best defensive rating in the sport by far. They're playing hard for him. It's gritty. It's it's nineties Knicks reminiscent of the whole thing. I'm not gonna do it. I'm also not giving it to Julius Randle. And I'm sorry, Julius, you were a contender for Eastern Conference Player of the Week, as I predicted you would be after the Kings game. Um, but can't get thrown out of that game there. Um, it's just like, I'm not trying to read into it any more than it needs to be read into, but just on its face, you just can't do it. And I admire Tibbs after the game for being like, yeah, that's on us. We got to go get him there. Like, think about that. Like he's a, he's a grown ass man, you know, like you're talking about like, oh, we need to go get him there. That's what does that say? So he's not getting it either. Uh, I'm giving it to Deuce and I'm giving it to Deuce who. Jeremy Cohen, do you know amongst all qualifying players who who show up on cleaning the glasses uh, leaderboards, you got to play 100 minutes to to do that. Where where Deuce McBride ranks in terms of points per shot attempt? Where does he rank? Ranks dead last. (laughs) There's no player in the NBA who is a less efficient shooter right now who's played at least 100 minutes than Deuce McBride. He still gets my player of the week. He has completely and totally changed as far as I'm concerned. The mentality of this team, the approach of this team. Um, and I'd love to be able to sit here and be like, Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson's back, the whole thing. These are guys who have been there throughout the year. And that's why that's been kind of my, I, like, I, the other reason I'm not giving it to Tibbs is I do think the folks who are like screaming and yelling, like we've been saying this for a fucking year and it took you this long to do it, I think there was some validity there. At the same time, looking at what has been done differently. 
The only thing that's really been done differently is just Deuce, right? Because like he's always wanted to play Grimes. He's always pretty much played quickly this many minutes. Maybe not quite as many, but more or less. You know, uh, there's nobody else that I'm unless there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Um, it's Deuce. It's Deuce. He has an effect. He has an impact on the game. It's just, and I do that. You know. Um, Stacey Patton on Twitter brought it up that that it's been going around and I'm not sure if he invented this or somebody else invented this. I brought it up after the post game. I'll bring it up again now. I have to think that when you have a guy out there like that, giving it that amount of effort, it does it does lift up those around him. You know, it's it makes it really hard for a Julius Randall to like, was it you that brought this up? I brought up like two to three podcasts ago. I said, if you get someone in there who's really good defensively, oh, then I get, I'll give you the credit that you get Julius to get the opportunity. See? You weren't in favor of it. This like, is no, how you, Julius is not going to do anything. It's I not didn't, happen. and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy it. And now I'm I, I get it. Yeah, and, no, and that's and that's because and that's part of why I'm giving in Deuce my game ball. He has proven me wrong. He's proven a lot of people wrong. Um, I would still not like him to to not be the worst shooter in the league. Uh, but even so, he deserves this as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, my whole thing with Deuce is like he's not real until he is. Like he's he, in the sense of he wasn't playing. I liked the idea of him. I wanted him to play because you spent a second, a high second round pick on him, even if you yep. split one into two and got Jakobitis, and he's playing and he's playing well. And as you're saying, the impact is phenomenal, especially on the defensive end. Um, and I think that's really important. Yep. But uh. I am going to go Julius Randle because I understand the temperament issues that occurred that led to him being ejected. But I, I, I just, as, as someone who's just played sports before, there are times where you just get, you get too into it. You get yeah. very invested in what you're doing and you just, you just want to get explanations. You want answers. Maybe they don't come. Maybe you're too aggressive. It happens. I think he's just an incredibly passionate person. I just don't think he can sometimes reel himself in as much as maybe others can on the floor. But I do agree. There should have been other players that held, that should have held him back. I'm not saying that they are the reason why he was ejected. No, I'm just it, saying that it's important that if you're going to show camaraderie, if you're going to sh- show teamwork, rein him in, push him away. Doesn't matter. Whatever, dude, we got it. Don't worry. You said your piece. You got the tech. It's all, it's all good. We'll get him next time. Like whatever it is. He was so dominant this week. Yeah, he, was also, he was he's an Eastern Conference player of the week, uh, honorable mention. Contender, like, yeah. Yeah, like that's 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 important. Like uh, again, like it's it's fine if you if you want to give it to Deuce in that sense. No, I mean I, I just I, I feel like the goalposts move a little bit more. Like he's doing exactly what we're asking him on the he, floor, and he has an outburst with a ref, and it's like it it he doesn't deserves, validate it, it just doesn't make no. him as validated as I think he should be. He deserves the game ball. I knew you were going to give it to him. And I was, I'm, I'm being a little cute by giving it to yeah. Deuce over him. Um, but I do, but I, I do think there's validity just from this perspective. Like this team was dead in the water and then something changed and now they're not. And I, I, I understand that Deuce should not get all of the credit for that. hundred percent. He should not get all the credit for that. And Julius Randle was the most important player on the team this week. There's no question about that either, but Julius Randle's getting his flowers from everywhere. I want to give Deuce his flowers here. Um, all right. Detention. Um, here are the candidates. Nobody. Seriously, nobody. Um, that's this is this is which 
Andrew wrote down or the officials because they called terrible game um, in against uh, Sacramento or actually nobody. I don't know, Jeremy. Are we are we jointly putting no one into detention this week? Uh, John, could you remind me what the Knicks record was this week by chance? <laughs> they were three and oh. Oh, I'm sorry. There was, you had mentioned something on the post game last night about like things were, things are going well and, and, and like we should be happy or something. What was it? You remember something along those lines? I don't really, yeah. I'm going to heed your advice and I'm going to go with nobody because I'm happy. It's good. It's a good week. You don't get a whole lot of weeks like this in the NBA, especially if you're a team on the come up. So take it. Nobody. Detention is empty for this week. On to predictions presented by our good friends at WinBet. Uh, as a reminder, as we do every pregame, every postgame, uh, download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download, bet, win. Um, hope everybody out there has been betting on the Knicks. If you have, you've been a very happy camper. I finally did it. I got off the schneid. Um, I knew it would happen eventually. I'm happy it happened before like March. Um, I'll give myself a little pat on the back and that like took a little bit of boldness, I think, to to take three and oh. Would you would you not agree? I would agree with that. Yeah. So and look, the Knicks they 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 back me up. Uh I had some faith in this team and it it was paid off. So that was nice. Uh, which moves me to one in six in predictions. So I have some catching up to do. You are, of course, six and one, uh, but I go first and hopefully I could keep the baton and not give it back anytime soon. I do think this is a, is a tricky week. It's a three game week. So we have back to back games at Chicago. Those are on um, Wednesday and Friday and then Sunday at Indiana, who. Uh, did end up losing a tough game to the Miami Heat earlier tonight, although they it seemed like they played well, even though they didn't score many points. Um, don't know what, what the status is with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson could play, could not play in any of these games. If I knew sitting here right now that Jalen Brunson was not going to play in any of these games, I would probably have a different pick than the one I'm going to make. But um, tough to sweep back-to-back against the same team. And then it comes down to Knicks going into Indiana. Tough game. Tough game. I don't have it in me to pick one and two. So I'm going to give that to you. And I'm going to take two and one. Okay. I was going to take two and one. So there you go. I'll take one and two. Okay. Uh, I hope I win. (laughs) I don't hope you do, but we'll see. You're on the board. It's competitive now. It feels like a game and not just an embarrassment in the sense of me just mopping the floor, wiping the floor with you. I don't want that. I want it to be close. I want to, I want to feel the rush. Like that 82nd game of the season was so much fun. It was. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I need to, I need to run with this one for a while. There's a lot of pressure on me this week. I will say this. The nice thing, even if you win, if you win, the Knicks are 500 after 30 games, which like, and it's gonna be so funny because if they lose two of the next three games, probably even if Brunson's out, I could see there being like all kinds of consternation once again. But we don't have to talk about that right now. We'll save that conversation for another day, or maybe we won't. Um, in the meantime, um, on behalf of Andrew Claudio, who uh as always produced this episode, 
on behalf of you, Jeremy Cohen, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, yeah, I just don't see a trade on December 15th, but we'll see if there's one on the 16th or 17th. It'll be fascinating. And until then, I just hope players get healthy because it's tough. It's definitely tough. Not easy with a short rotation, especially by choice. Jalen Brunson, I hope you're okay. Um, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will be back with uh, a. Oh, we didn't say that. But oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> We've been talking but, for two hours. Fucking and hours. we didn't say it. Yes. Go for it, Jeremy. Uh, on Tuesday, tomorrow, um, Andrew's going to kill me with the time. I think we said seven thirty. I'm going to text at our a text. time that you could see <laughs> by 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 following the Nick's Twitter account at Nick's film, Nick film school, S K O O L, or by just logging on and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, again, Nick's film school on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's going to be a time tomorrow night when Jeremy will be going live. Yep. 7 PM Eastern standard time on Tuesday, December 13th. I'll be doing uh, an episode of cream capitals, everything around me. Excited to do it. Should be fun. And uh, we'll do a little thing before the 15th and then we'll see what happens after that i want all gordon hayward questions (laughs) why do you love gordon hayward believe me i don't why do you hate gordon hayward if they trade for this fucking guy i'm gonna (laughs) all right now we can get out of here thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the explosive school podcast we will talk to you soon peace out 